Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Telegraph. The Telegraph. Podcasts. Fashion Unzipped, in association with Tag Heuer, Swiss avant-garde since 1860. Did you miss us? You're listening to Fashion Unzipped. We took a little break, but we're back with an exciting new fortnightly format and lots of amazing episodes in store. I'm Charlie Gowns Eglinton, your host, and with me in the studio today are Lisa Armstrong, our head of fashion, Bethan Holt, our fashion news and features director, and Victoria Moss, our senior fashion editor. Coming up, Megan's surprise appearance at the Fashion Awards. Because actually we haven't seen like the bump in full bump mode yet. Our top moments from the rest of the night. Really would humbly suggest (laughs) that they don't use models as co-presenters because that's not their strength. And Christmas, of course. I'll probably do a dress, like a nice-ish dress. The annual Fashion Awards are always star-studded, but this year's was extra special. Bethan... You are a Royal Star fan. I imagine when (laughs) Meghan Markle walked onto that stage, I'm sorry, the Duchess of Sussex walked onto that stage... How did you feel? Well, it was quite a moment. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like just hyperventilating. I'm not like a. I'm not like a royal fan in the sense that I was sort of immediately like running towards the stage to get her autograph or anything. But you know, I write about them all the so time. It's so a restraining order. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because she was. They wouldn't let you that close. <laughs> no, but to see her IRL was kind of magical. Yeah, so it wasn't even like a rumor or anything. Usually, with all these sort of things at, at fashion events, there's always some rumor going around before. So. Yeah, that's true. To have you a genuine know. surprise yeah. was, yeah, was really kind of made the evening. And I she think. was doing a lot of bump hugging. Yes. Obviously, she was there to like give Claire her award, and that was all lovely. But this was really, because actually, we haven't seen like the bump in full bump mode yet, have we? What is bump mode, please? You, you know, just a two handed, <laughs> you, know, a, a, you know, a bodycon dress. You definitely couldn't think that this was like just you know a big pasta meal it was a bump a baby bump and you know I think she'd been practicing in the mirror the framing of the bump it was kind of her Demi Moore moment I thought it was quite Madonna and child yeah no it was you're right it was Demi Moore it was kind of like fifth position in balance it was was a bit weird to be honest she did it for about 10 minutes she just stood (laughs) there holding it like she thought it was going to fall off Um, Lisa you've been writing about this for the paper what does it mean It's fascinating because, okay, I'm not, promise you, I'm not wading into that rather sexist debate about are are they feuding, the the, the two duchesses? They're women, right? So they must be hating each other. But the differences between them are fascinating. 
Megan seemed so totally at home in a fashion environment. She used the kind of language that fashion likes to use about itself these days. Empowerment, women supporting women, clothes being a means of expression. You, you, cannot, you cannot imagine Kate Middleton approaching it from, from that angle. Having interviewed Carol Middleton now myself, who <laughs> just very, get that one in. Yeah, just get that one in. Who's who <laughs> said to me it. halfway through our very, very, very long conversation. I mean it was hours and hours I was there. It was great. But anyway, Carol said to me halfway through, she said, Would you think fashion is important? Which I thought was a sweet question. And given that she was asking did she the know head of fashion, that you <laughs> Yes, she did know she was being um, and so I said, Well, you know, uh, yes, I, I do think it's important if it happens because it's a thirty seven billion a year industry and it employs millions of people and plus you know let's not kid ourselves first impression we we are we are animals and you know what we see in the first split second informs our our reactions to things and 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 you know 40,000 years on that handbag what handbag you're carrying comes into play. Carol said, oh, yes, I see what you mean. It was clear to me that she'd never thought about fashion in kind of any kind of woke terms. And there's Megan, as woke as woke can be. Uh, She did a little jig backstage for the... British Fashion Council's, you know, GIF. Uh, she did it for a GIF that they were putting on their Instagram. She spoke and she was the only presenter to do so on that huge stage in that vast Albert Hall without notes, without autocue. And somebody said, well, she's an actress, but there were plenty of other actresses on that stage who weren't uh, speaking without autocue. The subtext of it all to me was that Megan is going to do this her own way. Whereas Kate came in and really was so much younger when she she was an undergraduate she has always very very carefully played by the rules Megan is sort of she's come in with her own playbook she's doing it her way but she's cleverly turned the narrative into one about empowerment so you know I can wear Givenchy couture because I am supporting a creative woman on the world stage Blair Waite Keller uh, so I thought mm. that was very clever a good but effort. I think it might have backfire <laughs> I mean, I think the audience were going crazy for her in that room, which to me was also very interesting because, you know, this is an audience that has been there, done that, and they're not impressed by anything. And they were screaming, weren't they? They were quite drunk by that they point. They were well-picked. They, yeah, but they weren't screaming for anybody else. No. See, I was getting the excitement secondhand because I was in the winner's room position to speak to everyone as they come, came off the stage. Megan did not come to the winner's room. So rude. Envy. She didn't win anything, um, to be fair. <laughs> no, the, the award presenters mm. came as well. Mm. Oh. And, you know, just getting quotes Ooh. and sound bites. Yeah. So the sound was off. We had a screen, so I saw her come onto stage, but I couldn't hear her speech. We had a WhatsApp group for what was happening at the awards, and I was getting this kind of secondhand hysteria. And I think- yeah, but that was from me. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> like, like, no, <laughs> the auditorium. I was went, very restrained. They went wild. Yeah, and I and and that I thought was interesting because you know we we are all sort of um, queued up to look at Gary Janetti every day. If, if, if you haven't <laughs> discovered Gary Janetti, oh. then He's either a treat in store or your worst nightmare because he is so irreverent about the royal family, particularly Meghan. He he uses Prince George as his sort of mouthpiece. And the Prince George that he has created is this sort of gay monster. <laughs> I um, love him. Who I is terribly him. sneery about everybody. This is on Instagram. Just uh, on Instagram. Yeah. But particularly Meghan. 
uh, nothing ever fits Meghan. He he wants her dead, basically, because he sees Meghan and Harry's progeny as standing in his way. I mean, it's obviously all for comic effect, but he it, it kind of doesn't have a very clear grasp of how the uh, royal crown Hierarchy passes works. through. <laughs> <laughs> but, Don't uh, worry, George. But, but George, George wants Meghan dead, basically. <laughs> We're always very excited about it, and it's a very celebrity-heavy event, but and more so, I think, now, every year. And the whole, I think the whole shtick at the beginning when they converted into the Fashion Awards as opposed to the British Fashion Awards was to take on the Met Gala. Um, and I think getting, I mean, getting Megan, it's like, take that winter. It's quite yeah. a coup, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, all the presenters, you know, Saoirse Ronan, Rosamund Pike, it was, God, I can remember Brooke when they Shields. used to be from Hollyoaks. Yeah, exactly. It was, And it was yeah. an absolute drunken Black, shambles. Floors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone outside smoking for most of it. I mean... It's also very elitist now because, you know, five years ago, there would be always a few categories, awards for the high street. Let's let's make this all inclusive, Mm. folks. They're all gone. Not not a whiff of high street there. Mm. It was very, very high end. You you had Gucci there. You had Valentino. You had Chanel. Blah, 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 blah. So, Megan aside, what were everyone's top moments? What gossip did I miss backstage? Well, did you not, did you get to hear Alec Wet as uh, presenter? Or not hear? I heard nothing. Yeah, only saw. Well, that was truly a delight. Awkward, awkward. Um, please, please explain. <laughs> don't let models speak. Well, okay. I, I, in defence of Alec, okay. uh, whom I've never met, but the autocue was just slightly off edge. So, yeah. the first letter of all the words. It looked from the angle where I was sitting when. Was 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 missing. So whereas most people managed to work out that you know email should actually be female because the f was missing, Alec didn't. So every word she uttered <laughs> was had just the first sort of slightly dropped missing. off. Yes, yeah. so with, with somewhat comical mm. effect, but not Alec. I mean, she was really trying. In fairness to her, she was. Mm. Yeah. you know, she was better when she just was like doing a joke, like not trying to read something. I think, yeah. and she looked. I, mean, I she really looked would nice. humbly suggest that they don't use models as co-presenters because this, that's not their strength. They're, no. they're, she walk, they're not I walk, for speaking. I, I walked on the red carpet behind Alec Weck, who oh. was wearing, she was just basically wearing fabulous. a gigantic pink bow. And she looked incredible. No civilian could wear that dress. No. That is what models do. They wear <laughs> things that no one else can wear and they make them look incredible. Don't ask them to be no. a presenter as well. We're going to have a models union after us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I took a lot of hilarity from Jerry Hall's face as uh, Vivian Westwood gave her speech. So. The anti-capitalist. Oh, that was a brilliant <laughs> moment when Vivian Westwood came <laughs> on and basically lambasted capitalism. <laughs> yeah. And Jerry, I, what I loved was how it kind of started like... And wouldn't get off the stage. Yeah. In fact, she got on the stage before her cue. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly thought someone was going to have to stage an intervention yeah. to get her off. Well. She was just like, you're like brilliant old g- granny or something, just having a go at everyone at, on Christmas Day. And everyone just sort of... I loved it. Um, got to take it from Viv, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. She was like, oh, Jer- Jerry, tell us about what your daughter's doing at the UN then. Give it, tell us all about it. And then she... And then, can he express? <laughs> so what was everybody wearing and what did you love i was obsessed with rosamund pike i met she oh, no robo win- pike she came into the winners no, weird. Room, into the winners room backstage mm-hmm. in givenchy in givenchy she weird. was wearing all right Vic. <laughs> 
I love Rosamund Pike. Moment, I don't, I I'm not sure if last night was her. I want to hear she was Charlie, please. Over was to you. Be- this beautifully tailored black Givenchy suit. And she was wearing nothing what underneath. I can only describe as a metal polo neck. Ooh. It was incredibly weird and fantastic. And I thought she looked beautiful. I she is adore beautiful. her and I have just seen her in that film about Marie Colvin. And oh, I want to see her. I weirdly was on holiday once with Marie. Oh. Um, oh. Guests at somebody's house party in Italy and I thought she just got her. She got, I mean, who'd have thought because they're physically very different. But anyway, that's by the by. I loved Saoirse Ronan. I love what she was wearing. Mm, yeah. Um, she, genuine. she was quite strictly... I quite um, like that. Yeah, but in a in a fabulous fashion, yeah. yeah. she does strictly. It was yeah. kind of a sequin yeah. fringy. Loved it. Yeah, she, when she moved, it looked amazing. Yes, and do you know? I loved all the accents. So, so you have Jerry's beautiful Texan accent that has never sort of surrendered to any yeah, anglicism. It's it's brilliant. Then you had Sasha. Then you had. Um, you know, Kim Jo. It was it was great. I loved all the accents. In fact, they they was kind of more interesting than close. It was very it was very sparkly last night, wasn't it? There were yeah, there was a lot of spangling, spangling, and, and color. Loads of like bright pink. I thought Roxanne looked gorgeous. I from from right down on the floor. Christine, I thought friend, people looked gorgeous, but you say different. Oh, I was sitting <laughs> next to Kristen Scott Thomas. So Lisa, Slight, Lisa was terrifying. at Valentino's table. Everyone. Yeah, winners winners enclosure. And uh, she was, oh, it was hilarious, actually, because I had two Kristens. I had Kristen McManamy, Kristen Scott Thomas, mm, slightly terrifying in their different ways, <laughs> but wearing, I mean, I was nearly suffocated by their taffeta trains because uh, there was just so much yeah, fabric little, everywhere. Yeah. And the bonquettes were very tight to the table. So I have to say, Kristen ST had to do a lot of shimmying to get into her seat. And then they said, oh, could you get up, please, because we're going to move the table back a bit. There needs to be a school, like Lucy Clayton in the old days, there needs to be a school that teaches us how (laughs) to navigate a train. (laughs) It's a very (laughs) useful modern skill, I feel. How to move on tight tables. She could have had anything under there. It was sort of, you know, three times the width of her. No? I kind of imagined that she had... Well, like some small people. No, you know, you imagine she's got like a metal structure almost to keep that volume. But was it quite, when she sat, was it quite drapey? It was quite drapey. I mean, both Dame Kristen, or KST as I now like to think of her, (laughs) um, you know, we both, our napkins, where had they gone? They'd disappeared. So I thought at some point I am bound to use her beautiful pink taffeta train by mistake to wipe (laughs) my hands on. But if I did, neither of us noticed, thank God. Actually, At least what, it's lipstick colour, you know, it's sort of... Yeah, mm, yes, but the food red wine, red, red, red wine um, colour. <laughs> what were you eating, please? I had no refreshments, I'm afraid. Well, KST, my new BF, <laughs> and I were both on the veggie option. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, God knows was? what it Well, I don't know, but okay. it was rather tasty. Were, uh, what was brilliant, I thought, was that there was no pudding. I thought, how fashion. No pudding? Yeah. I don't think there was a starter either. <laughs> No. So I thought, hey, this is going to be a really nice quick evening. I can be home 9.30 in time to watch, you know, catch up on Little Drama Girl. No, those speeches. Thank you, Dame Vivian. Didn't get home in time to watch anything. So I haven't asked the most important question yet, mm-hmm. which is, what did you all wear? I wore um, a blue, sort of slightly, it's quite Fergie 1986, which what I What could be better? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what more could anyone want? Um, this blue, kind of electric blue Issa Arfin ruffle 
top thing. Well, with... you look great in your Instagram video. I didn't see you. I no. didn't see you in person. But um, yeah, I loved it. It was the, great. The roomy, less glamorous side of the evening is mm-hmm. that we all got ready in the, the telegraph loose. Yeah, which are not very chic actually. And then oh, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> and then Beth and Vic were trying to get you know content for the gram, obviously as you mm. do, mm-hmm. and people just kept popping into the back of the picture. Yeah, I yeah, no that. respect actually for that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I wore um, a pair of black pyjamas with a feather trim on the bottom mm. by a Ukrainian brand called Sleeper. And they were, I think they were that perfect thing where you like feel really comfy, but also kind of zhuzhy as well. Did you come home bald or still fully feathered? I was fully feathered, but then as I took them off, I lots of them um, sort of cascaded onto mm. my bedroom floor. So I'm going to chuck them in the freezer before I wear them again. Because <laughs> that's how you meld really? them on, apparently. Yeah. Because Winnie Harlow, I put cashmere in the freezer. Mm. Winnie Harlow came in to, um, you know, have her picture taken in front of the step and repeat and talk to people, and her agent stepped on her feathered mm. tray, and then there was basically just. You know, like a chicken Mm. on the on the the red carpet for everyone else's pictures. It was she. She was absolutely livid. (laughs) Was was she? (laughs) Oh dear. dear. That's not going back to the uh, to the designer. (laughs) I think it might have been Versace actually. Lisa, what were you wearing? Well, I I was on the Valentino table, so they broke the horrendous news to me last week that I would be expected to wear Valentino I you mean poor I think, oh, poor thing. so and I was away last week abroad so oh god Lisa it's like oh, I mean it's these you, these first it? world problems are just <laughs> so anyway so I said I just you know blah, 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 blah. so there were a few pictures that went back and forth and then they sent me four frocks each one divine but the two long frocks I mean I got them out in my hallway and they were like 15 meters long <laughs> my daughter's little said what, who, who, who are these made for? And I said, well, probably Alec Weck. Yeah. yeah. With heels. I mean, and Valentina said, no, no, don't worry. We can, we can take them up on the day. It's fine. It's fine. But anyway, I went for a dress that was a, a sort of a midi on the model, but was full length on me. Great. Didn't need any alterations. It was more <laughs> sequined and spangled. And, and, and it had Valentino was written all over. I don't normally go for a monogram, but it was absolutely beautiful. And I know it was quality because not a, a single sequin fell on any floor anywhere. Oh, that dress, very I felt so comfortable in that dress. I adored that dress. But they were very strict. They sent me shoes and bags to, to go with full all the look. dresses. Full looks. And I couldn't mix those shoes with that dress. It had to be... Ooh. Oh, it had to be... It had to be the full runway thing. But I loved it. What a joy, what a pleasure, what did a your, privilege. Your daughters must have loved that, no? Or are they... No, 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 they did, now? they did. There was a did lot they, of... Surely coo- there must have been some No, it's Valentino, right? They're amazing dresses. And there was a lot of standing around in the hallway going, ooh, ah, oh, how fabulous. <laughs> and then my niece who's staying with us said, um, she said, oh, <laughs> the usual question, do you get to keep them? Mm, I think that's probably about 40 grand's worth of dresses there. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> not on this occasion. I must say, I quite enjoyed not having to dress up. Although then when, when people started to come into the winner's room, I thought maybe I should have. Because I, well, I wore Samantha Cameron's label Seffin. Oh, I, wore, I love Seffin. I just wore a navy. It was chic, though. Yeah, it was a very chic. Serviceable. She does really good. I totally agree with you, Charlie. Occasion. I wore one of her dresses to the 
British Society of Magazine Editors Awards two weeks ago. And a lot of people came up to me and commented on, on the dress I was wearing. It's very plain, Seffin, but it's one of those, it's, it's that style of dress that you can really zhuzh up or zhuzh down, all with the earrings. It looks super chic, well, I remember. I looked, um, yeah. I looked really smart because I, thi- I think it's a bit naff when you're sort of in the, in the wings to be really dressed up as if you're going to a gala. Because, let's be honest, I wasn't drinking any champagne. Mm. Sandra Choi, um, creative director Jimmy Chu, was wearing the most amazing sort of tent thing in oh. taffeta sleeveless. And I can't remember the name of the designer. It will come to me. But that's my ideal dress that she's wearing, if you're going to buy a dress rather mm. than borrow one. Because she'd put a massive fabulous necklace from Gucci over and she had some sparkly Jimmy Choo shoes. Et voila, you know, you're ready to go to the ball, but you could also wear that dress just to, to a, a smart dinner. It was, mm. I love those kinds of mm. things. Navy blue, beautiful. Well, I think we're all looking surprisingly bright-eyed and bushy-tailed today. And coming up, we're going to talk about Christmas. Fashion Unzipped, in association with Tag Heuer. Excellence, precision and elegance. Our timepieces are designed for those who love challenges. So we'll be back on the 27th of December with an episode talking about how we got into fashion and got these glamorous jobs. But before we go, it's Christmas, my favourite time of year, I must say. And since I'm going to see Mariah Carey in concert this <gasps> evening... Oh, I interviewed her once. Did you? Was it fabulous? <laughs> yes, it was fabulous, but she wasn't. She was on really good behaviour. It was slightly oh, disappointing. Yeah. You really Nothing want her to sort of throw a shoe Were there puppies and kittens? Or? No, but she was, I don't know. In fact, it was weird. She then said at the end of the thing, no one ever does this to me in an interview. Do you want to come for dinner with me tonight at the... And I thought, no. Please tell me you went. No, because I I don't like hanging out with celebrities. And I... Mariah Carey. Poor Mariah. She's at that point... She's got no friends. She's got no friends. Most famous singer in the world. Maybe she just liked you. No. You didn't think poor Mariah that much because you didn't have dinner with her. Yeah, you wouldn't go. It's a bit mean. I knew the PR would rustle up some Everything's copy. Lisa, I mean goodness. Wow. <laughs> you could have become sweet. Mariah Carey's best friend, and your alternative life could have. Been... I knew that wasn't really going to happen. <laughs> How's everyone spending it? Well, uh, I moved house on Sunday, <gasps> so hopefully I won't be spending it surrounded by cardboard boxes. How's the unpacking going? I'm going to say it's slow. It's slow. There are many boxes, um, so I'm hoping that. Well, we're just going to go down to my my mother-in-law's and hide there in her house which isn't full of boxes and what do you wear on Christmas Day you were dressing um, I sort of oh, I'll probably do a dress like a nice-ish dress but obviously I have um, this child who's 18 months old and so you can't do anything too zhuzhy because she'll just ruin it Bethan how about you well having a big family Christmas but it will be amongst the kind of waking up at 4am with my tiny cousin and helping my mum make Christmas lunch and watching the Queen's speech, I'm going to have to um, write about what the royals wear to church. So I'm going to work a tiny bit on Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, my she loves it. Violin. She can't wait. I feel like the Sandringham walk. Even if you had the day off, would you perhaps not be watching Instagram just to see oh, what they wore anyway? I probably would, really sadly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he needs family hey, time. <laughs> who do you? <laughs> um, are you going to do a royal look? Perhaps a headband? Gotten quite <laughs> well, I do. I She's do. got a really good headband. <laughs> I mean, sadly, I probably will. You know? Oh. It's not sad, Beth, and I love it. It's what I want from you. <laughs> yeah, you need to commit. Give the yeah, but my, we, do, we do all like sort of dress up so okay. my dad like wears a bow tie and oh. my mum wears a, a you know like a nice 
dress and my grandma will put her pearls on. So, um, yeah, there'll probably be a a dress and some nice jewellery. But it has to be, you know, it also has to be worthwhile of just kind of slumping on the sofa come four o'clock as well. So quite a sort of um, multitasking look. And yeah, as I said, we're going to have children there this time. So Mm -hmm. I might be required to sort of give piggybacks or I don't know whatever else you do with... Small children. No idea. Put on on Peppa Pig for 12 hours. Uh, Is there a Christmas special? (laughs) Yes, there is. Sure. Um, Lisa, how are you spending your Christmas? um, I am doing a big family Christmas, um, but but very cunningly, my husband and I are staying in a nearby hotel so we can retreat. And it's my favourite hotel, I think possibly in the world, which is the Pig on the Beach. And it's it's just the perfect kind of... Hotel at Christmas is the dream. It's the dream, and Mm. particularly that one, because they've got the whole thing down pat. The service is great, but it's not really formal. It's not, you know, doffing cats and everything. It's just great, and it was built as a folly. And um, so it looks like a giant sandcastle. And um, so we'll do walks on the beach and you know Christmas time all the all this and I've got lots of little nieces and nephews so that's lovely and they're brutally honest my nieces and they say to me oh you've got too much eyeshadow on or whatever so that's always a good call <laughs> everything's coffee. and um so I've thought about our outfits because obviously I've written about this many a time I always like something a bit velvet I don't know it's just it says Christmas to me like a pair of velvet trousers or something and and not, nothing too hot because I get really hot on Christmas. This is the one time I get so hot. And um, and also I think it's very important that your outfit works when you kick off your shoes because, I don't know, who keeps their shoes on all day yeah, on Christmas very true. Day? Especially if you're in a house And indoors. who wears heels on Christmas? I mean, no, surely no. not even Tamara Mellon wears heels on Christmas. It has Christmas. to be a no-shoe look. I bet Mariah I does. Mariah might wear heels, but I think my, my friendly advice to Mariah would be get yourself a pair of those ridiculously overpriced designer, you know, furry sandals, sheepskin or mm. fake fur, and uh, because they... They're worth every penny. You know, you sort of feel like you're wearing slippers, but they're but by Prada. But doesn't walk. She's carried on a litter. Well, she might wear a sort of mink-lined sedan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but she's probably very woke now and has gone vegan. Oh, no. no. That's not what we want from Mariah. No. <laughs> well, what are you well, going to wear, Um I am very dressed down at Christmas. So it's just mum, dad, sister. It's just the four of us. Very low-key. My idea of dressing up in such occasions is to wear a bra underneath my clothes. That is my concession to Christmas. But no shoes at any point apart from when we go on a walk. And then I'll put boots on. Mm. Because we... My parents downsize, so every year we rent a house somewhere different for mm. Christmas, oh. um, which is really fun. So in recent years, we've done Bath, the Kent Coast last year, oh. and we're doing Devon this year. The roving oh, family. Yeah, very near to Agatha Christie's house. Oh, oh I've been there. Men and Billy. It's, wonder- it's so it's gorgeous. Fab. So we'll be going yeah. there. It's just down the end of a lane. A word a of caution, ferry. because we used to do that every Christmas, rent somewhere from the Landmark Trust, and we did it one year. And I don't know how my husband and I managed to do this. <laughs> But because we were unfamiliar with all the kitchen appliances, we put the turkey in. So we thought we were putting it in the oven ready for the morning. And we put it in the deep freezer. <laughs> How do you mix those two up? I don't know. We haven't even been drinking. So in the morning, the sort of whatever the turkey was, some ridiculous size, was completely frozen through. So we had no lunch. Well, no, I will be very careful because I rented a cottage in the Cotswolds once with some friends. And 
there was only an Arga, and we were like, how difficult can this be? But then there was a there was a big red button, and as we got into the house, I said to my friend, okay, just reading the instructions, do not press the button, but apart from that, it should all be working. So she just immediately pressed the button. We were trying to bake croissants, and we just gassed them, and they sort of petrified. Gassed the croissants? Yeah, they just, mm. they just, they didn't cook, they they petrified. So, yeah, one of our requirements is no a arga. non-arga oven. Yeah. Proper oven, mm. open fire. You can be really picky. Oh, you see, most people would, would just be begging for an arga, wouldn't they, as part of the country experience? But aren't argas, you're, you're kind of, they're personal to you, so you have to really get to know Don't ask me, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that other people can find us. And if you've got any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Merry Christmas. Fashion Unzipped, in association with Tag Heuer, Swiss avant-garde since 1860.